And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. My name is Delaney, your host of the Star of the Show podcast. Today's episode is a mini solo episode. We're going to have about two weeks of solo episodes for you, and then we should be back to some interviews. Let me know what topics and conversations you want to hear, or if there are certain guests that you want to hear from. I would love for any and all suggestions. I want to know what you guys want to hear more of what you're curious about from me or from other people, what kind of topics you like to hear, what's your favorite type of content. There's obviously tons of ideas that I have and guests that I'm scheduling with, but I just want to make sure that I'm giving you the most relevant content and the most valuable content. And sometimes I have a great idea for an episode, but I'm like, I don't even know if this is going to provide any value. And at the end of the day, I just want to be able to like chat, entertain, talk to you, provide value, give, give you some sort of motivation. But today's episode, like I said, is going to be a, a mini episode. So we're just going to chat about like what's been going on, some updates in life. And we're going to do a little pep talk as always and talk about some pop of culture. So that's what's in store for this episode. But I would love to hear what content you want. You can email me at staroftheshowpod at gmail.com or you can message me on Instagram at staroftheshowpodcast or even just at dswifty, S-W-I-F-T-Y on Instagram if you would like to give me any feedback or let me know what you want to hear. It's really, really helpful and honestly just helps me make better content for you. So Let's get into it. I actually wanted to share something that I heard today, and actually this message keeps coming up for me. I've been hearing it like on podcasts. I literally heard this on Gary Vee's TikTok live today, and I don't know. I just, I I can't even describe like how this message is coming up for me, but I feel like I keep hearing it over and over again, and it's finally making sense. And basically the sentiment is like your ambition is not I mean, obviously people think of ambition as being a good thing, but you know, when you like really want to do something, and this is kind of relating back to like the, the surrender episode with, um, Coop Blackson. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely listen to that. But I feel like him talking about surrender and basically letting go of control of the outcome and just other things that I've been hearing and experiencing in my life very recently has made my mindset shift on this, even though I've heard it a million times. It's just like, finally, I'm finally learning this lesson in life. But I think a lot of times, like whenever you have a dream or you're really motivated or passionate about something, we give it this like needy energy. So for example, if you are like, if you always wanted to be a dancer, then you're going to like, just obsess about it, think about it all the time, talk to everyone about it. And it's always in the back of your head and you'll like do anything to achieve that goal. But you obsess about it so much. And if it's like not happening for you and it's taking you a lot longer than you thought it was going to, and you just like get mad at yourself every single second that you're not like, I don't know, whatever your goal is, like Rihanna's backup dancer then it's just almost like counterintuitive because when you think about it, and I, I don't know, I've, I even kind of touched about on this 
in the episode. Well, actually, I don't know if it's going to be out by the time you're listening to this, but in the episode where I talk about like being yourself. So your ambition, your gut, whatever is kind of just always pestering at you in the back of your head. And the thing that makes you almost like gives you drive, that is a good thing. And that's something that you should enjoy. So like today I was listening to Gary V's live and I was actually taking notes. It was, I think like 30 minutes or an hour long. And I was taking notes on everybody. He had like people from his audience come on and ask a question about business or social media or whatever it was. And he was giving them advice and I was taking notes as he was right as he was talking. And he said, you know, a lot of people don't enjoy the process enough, essentially. Like this girl was asking about how she started in freelance and she quit her job or she graduated from college or something like that. And she was like, how do I bridge the gap between like the startup phase and, you know, like the really successful phase or like the the, the part where things really ramp up? And he was like, is this you needing encouragement or is this you really needing like tactile tactile skills and advice? And she, I don't think really knew how to answer that, but he was basically saying that I don't think enough people are comfortable with this like in-between phase or this like uncomfortable phase. And he was like, you need to enjoy it because you're not going to be in this phase forever. And kind of like be, he, he said that, you know, he doesn't pay himself enough right now at VaynerMedia or VaynerX or whatever the company. He doesn't pay himself enough of a salary. He said he's wildly underpaid and he uses, you know, whatever's left over, I guess, to reinvest in his company. And he's like, most people can pay to invest in their companies now or afford it. It's just they they want to make more for themselves. They want to have like these shiny things. They want to be in that place where they're like buying the fancy cars and like reaping the rewards and externally look like they've gotten to a place where they've achieved it all. And he's like, what happens then? And I've literally just recorded a TikTok about this pretty recently. It's like, what happens when you achieve those goals? What happens when you get there? Then what? You just, you, you're there? Like, no, chances are if you're an ambitious person, you're probably going to want the next best thing. But it's like, if you don't enjoy the process ever, then how are you ever going to enjoy those benefits of the process? And it's like, you're going to miss the, these days at some point in your life. You're going to miss the hu- days of the hustle. Like I always compare it to college where I miss like staying up until 3 a.m., working on a project or working on something I really cared about, or even if it was like just doing something that I loved writing or working on something that I really enjoyed and caring so much about the outcome that I would put so much effort into it. It was almost like a crack to me. It was like fun to just pour everything into something that you really cared about. And I think that's what's missing for a lot of people. I think it's definitely what's been missing for me is that I put so much pressure on the outcome to be in this place that I want to be versus actually enjoying it and being able to like test things. And Gary V today was kind of explaining like people don't enjoy enough of that test period where they can just not be so like you're not you don't have a million employees right now you're not paying for a bunch of people's salaries and there's not as much at stake right now. So you might as well play around now and enjoy that time because 
you're not going to get it back. And he was saying how fun it was to like start his companies with his friends or his business partners and how he misses those times. So as much as you possibly can, just remember that like your ambition or that need for the outcome is not an enemy. It's, it can be, it's not even your friend of me. It could be your best friend. So try as much as you possibly can to enjoy that period of your life. It's interesting because I'm 28 years old, so I'm so young and I know I'm going to like listen back to this episode one day and be like, oh my God, she was so naive. Like what was she talking about? Because every year of my life, I truly look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, she was so naive. I even looked at a TikTok from like a year or two ago and I was like, holy cow, I don't even recognize her. I don't even recognize myself. I was in a completely different headspace, a completely different everything, just it's crazy how much changes every year in your 20s. And I assume probably every year after that, but I'm excited for what's to come, honestly. And just knowing that I am 28 years old and I'm kind of an adult. I mean, I am an adult, technically speaking, but I'm two years away from 30. But I'm also like not wanting to go out and party all the, all the time up until like probably 24 or 25, my priorities in life were like what was most fun to me or was what was right in front of me, which was like going out, going to happy hours with friends, just like working, going to work happy hours. I don't know. Like I would work a a bunch and even looking back, like I, I probably didn't think that I was being that productive at work, but I definitely was being way more productive than I am now because we work from home. It just feels different. I don't know. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, my, my priorities when I was younger was like, go, go, go. What's right in front of you. Make bad decisions. Go out. Go travel with your friends. Go to happy hours with your friends. Um, I don't know. Like It was just all about my friends and having fun and like partying and being social. And that was great for the time of my life because I was living in Columbus, Ohio, which is about an hour and a half away from where I went to school at OU, Ohio University. And I'm from Cleveland, so it was fun because a lot of people moved to Columbus that were like from my hometown or from my college. So I knew people in the area, but I also was able to make new friends through them. And I was able to make friends through work and just build a community really, really fast and always have something to do. And that was great for that time in my life. But up until like 25, I would say, probably like shortly after my 25th birthday was when well, I also started dating Daniel pretty soon after my 25th birthday. And then, I don't know, I just, my priorities really shifted. And I think this was like when COVID was kind of prevalent and we were still in the thick of it. But I do think that once like your prefrontal cortex is like fully developed, you stop taking as many risks. You start thinking about things more. You start like calculating risk. You're like, fuck, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to put myself outside of my comfort zone. I don't want to lose this money. You just think about things differently. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know. This doesn't seem like a good idea. And where you're like earlier in your 20s, you're more so like, I don't care. I'm in it for these like quick wins. These, I don't know. You just, you want to take more risks. You want to put yourself out there more. You're not as, you're not thinking critically as much about every single decision. Whereas now I'm like, I wish I had more of that because I definitely think through every decision way more, which sucks, but also I'm an adult. So 
it just comes with comes with it and my my point here is like just like breathe and enjoy the journey and stop being so mad at yourself for not being in a certain place like look at that as your friend look at that as like yeah literally befriend your amb- ambition I had this revelation this morning because it's just been like boiling in my head. But today I'm just like at peace weirdly. And this whole week maybe even I've just been like at peace with the fact that things are going to happen. It's just, it has to come with time. It has to, you have to, you can't be there before you get there. My mom always says that to me. And I was sitting, I was meeting up with my friend for a walk. And she ran into some traffic. So I was sitting there by myself for like 25 minutes or so. And it was like so peaceful. I didn't know that I needed to just have this like alone time, staring at the water, looking at the sunrise and just smelling like the air, feeling the breeze on my face. I just felt so at peace. And I was sitting alone on this park bench at like 7 a.m. in St. Pete. I was just like, oh my gosh everything is going to be okay. And I can believe that it's going to be okay. And I can just be friends with my ambition. I can be friends with my drive. I can be friends with my frustration. I can be like, okay. And friendly with all of these like frustrated emotions that I have, because that just means that I have drive and that I have ambition. People that are just like content and okay with their lives. Like that's great. But also I think that the, one of the biggest qualities of someone who is very successful is someone that constantly has that like nagging in the back of their heads that there's something that they want to achieve or something that keeps them going, something that drives them and that they're so passionate about. So that's not a bad thing. Think about it. Like all of the best athletes, I just watch Hard Knocks and like the quarterback uh, documentary slash show on Netflix. I've been ingesting a lot of content from like Alex Hormozy and, um, Layla Hormozy, his wife, watching her YouTube videos, listening to like successful entrepreneurs and things like that. And I just feel like every single successful person has the same qualities where it's just like they went through hard times, they risked everything, they put themselves out there, they they really struggled at times, like lost everything. We're up in the middle of the night and like just so stressed about what was going to happen, worried about the future. But I do think that like some struggle is part of the process. And if you can just look that in the eye and be like, okay, this is part of it. And I think that any successful person is someone who is okay with failure, who's comfortable with failure, who's comfortable when things get uncomfortable and just like does not quit, does not immediately give up when things get hard. I had a very hard time with this when I was trying to start a business. I just felt like if I stopped doing what I was doing in my business, then like that was a failure, but I don't see it that way at all. I I think that I'm in my 20s now is the time for me to try and test and do different things that excite me, that light me up, that I'm interested in and find what it is for me. And I think that like the more that you can do things, just like you're interested in something, you want to do it, you go do it. And if it doesn't work out, you don't love it. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to continue with it, but do things that you say you're going to do and 
I think that that is such a beautiful thing. We're allowed to test things out in our 20s, even in our 30s or 40s. Like you, it's never too late to start over. But I just think that we really need to befriend this process of frustration and of like wondering what's going to happen. But just knowing that this is part of it. This is part of it. And that is totally okay. Like having a little frustration and anxiety and worry is healthy and it's just fueling you and find people that understand the same sentiment and can motivate you and keep pushing you when times get hard and know how much something means to you and keep you accountable to like stay on track, stay on your goals. I have found some friends that are like this for me and motivate me and give me that push and that reassurance when things get tough. And that I think is invaluable. So like, don't be around people who are going to be small minded and aren't going to like remind you and keep you accountable. Like I can definitely get stuck in victim mentality, but pulling yourself out of that or recognizing when you're in victim mentality as much as possible, I think is so important. Just like spotting those thoughts and even spotting the thoughts of like, beating yourself up when things aren't working out for you or like beating yourself up for wanting something so bad and it not happening. Like just even last night I I got up to go to the bathroom when I was laying in bed and I started having all of these like terrible mean thoughts about myself. And the more you start to like practice this, the more I think you can spot it in your head. I literally stopped myself and I was like, Delaney, stop everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. I love you. And just started like being nice to myself and trying to like soothe myself a little bit. And I, I have to do this a lot now, but it's like the first time I've ever been able to actually like spot it. And it's such a process. It's such a process. Like I don't think anyone is ever going to be like nice to themselves 100% of the time, unless you're like the Dalai Lama, but even Sarah Blakely, I'm so all over the place. But I'm just brain dumping this all out. But even Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, she was saying in a TikTok, like, people always ask her, how does she stay so confident and not doubt herself? But she was like, I always had self-doubt. Always. And she's like, I think any entrepreneur or successful person will tell you that you do things anyway. Like, you're in the self-doubt might never go away, but you just get through it. She's like, all through my business at every stage, I always had self-doubt. I think it's a misconception that people think that successful people don't have any self-doubt or they don't they get down on themselves and don't have days where like they're lacking confidence. It's just learning to like befriend that that feeling and be nice to yourself through it all. So that's my take on that. Just befriend your ambition. And I wish I had like a better word for it because I think ambition is a very positive, um, positive word. But that feeling that like nagging in the back of your head that's like, I just want this so freaking bad and it's so frustrating, like befriend that feeling. We're never going to be this age again. So just soak up everything about this process. If you're like, I want to be married, I want to have kids right now, like where's my ring? Like just everything is going to we're going to have all of these things that we want at some point in our life. So like now is the time to be happy with what you have and appreciate it and all of the feelings that comes along with that. Okay, now I want to do a little pop of culture. 
Okay, so today I posted a video on TikTok and I feel like people are going to, <laughs> I don't know, eat me up because I said, as Taylor Swift's cousin, this is my honest thoughts about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And people are like, wait, are you really? And I'm like, did people not get that this is a joke? Like, I feel like I will be forever fooling people that this is a joke. But like, you know what? For the sake of the fucking bit, I am Taylor Swift's cousin, Okay. We have the same last name. We're both Irish. Like, I swear we have, like, kind of the same mannerisms and, like, body type. So, you know what? Maybe we are cousins. I really feel like we somehow are. Like, I did 23andMe, and I'm like, I swear we're fucking related. So, I'm just waiting for Taylor to do 23andMe, too, so I can get the DNA and make sure we're a match. But I posted this video because, like, I just feel like... And this is probably where I'm I'm just missing and like not hitting on TikTok is like I, my opinions are kind of boring sometimes <laughs> like my opinions aren't wild and crazy and out there and I know everyone's just like doing it for the the, the sauce and like the clout and they want to get people to have view like viewers but I am just like you know what my honest thoughts are like he and her are just having fun they're just going on dates like this is probably one of the first times that they've hung out and everyone's like freaking out like oh my god they're dating they're obsessed with each other they're gonna fucking fall in love and get married and he's gonna she's gonna write all these songs about him and I'm like whoa 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 everyone slow the hell down we don't know this for a fact (laughs) so I really think I mean there's pictures with like his mom and her and I think it's just like she's in her 30s she just got out of a relationship she is like a fucking billionaire she just finished up like the u.s tour i don't know she's fully done with the u.s tour she's gonna go on her international tour and i think she's just like you know what i'm single i just got out of a relationship and i'm going to have fun i think she's just like you know what this guy's been messaging me talking about how he wants to take me on a date he made me a friendship bracelet and put his number on it and just like it's clear the media is picking up that he likes me has a crush on me and so you can all put yourselves in that position where it's like when you're single sometimes the guy that like is pursuing you you're like you know what I'm gonna try something different I'm gonna try going for a different type of guy someone who's actually really pursuing me I'm gonna have some fun I don't care I think she just went to the game she's like all right I'll I'll go to the game like I'll just go and have fun and we've never really seen like a slow build of her relationship I feel like it's always like this is who she's dating and then they're seen together but I think she just like doesn't even care anymore care what people think care about her image so she's like I'm gonna go to this football game and I'm a grown-ass woman so I can talk to a mom like it doesn't I don't think that moms these days probably think that you have to be dating to meet like they're in a suite obviously they're gonna have to meet and talk to each other if they're both going to his game. And I think it's just like, you know what? I'm an adult. I can go and talk to this person's mother. And I don't think she's thinking about it like that at all. I really don't. I would be shocked if they ended up fully dating for like a long time. It would be cool. Like it seems, it seems really cute. And it just seems like they're having a lot of fun together. And I'm so here for that for her. I would be I mean, I guess I'd be thrilled if they were dating, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of like indifferent, but it, it has been really fun to watch and it's getting the girlies into football. And you know, I'm in my football era. This is the first time I've learned anything about football. I have had 
Daniel like teach me a bunch of stuff about football. So now I'm finally like understanding it. We and after Hard Knocks, I was like, you know what? The Jets are my favorite team. I'm obsessed with the Jets. Like it's upsetting about Aaron Rodgers, but like I don't know. I'm finally into it. So the fact that Taylor Swift, my cousin, is now dating a football player, I'm like, you know what? Football just got that much more exciting. So I don't know. I don't think there's anything serious there. I really don't. I think this is like one of the first times I hung out, if not like the literal first. So that's my take on that. But I'm curious how the people on TikTok are going to respond to me being her alleged cousin. Okay, now I want to talk about a few things that I've been watching recently that you should watch, but beware, you will be emotionally destroyed. Okay, number one is Normal People. It is based on a book by Sally Rooney, and it's on Hulu. Oh my gosh, like I got ripped to shreds by this show. I was like emotionally unwell for days after finishing it, and pretty much like the whole time I was watching it, but it's like one season series. The main characters are played by uh, Paul Meskel and Daisy Edgar Jones, which I didn't really even know who Paul Meskel was before watching the show, and now I'm fully obsessed. Like, he's my Irish husband. But no, I'm just kidding. But kind of. And Daisy Edgar Jones, absolutely love her. I just think the whole show is like so well done artistically, and it got me in a really creative mode. It, I mean, the story's amazing, the actors are amazing, like everything about it was great, but I also just think it's so well done. Um, like film-wise, creative-wise. I just think it was such an artistic piece. And I know that sounds like kind of geeky of me to say, but I just think it was so well done. I don't know. Very good show. Oh, just so good. It's a romance. It's like anyone can put themselves in their shoes. And that's why I think it's so emotionally, like, just touching. Second show is The Crowded Room. I'm not fully finished with it yet, but I'm really into it. People will we're saying that it's like a slow start, but I don't agree. I think it keeps me pretty entertained every episode. It's with Tom Holland, um, Amanda Seyfried, or Seyfried, I never know how to pronounce her last name. She's in it. She's amazing. Um, and Tom Holland like does such a great job in it. I, I just can't say enough good things. I think he's really going to be a huge talent that I could be stating what everyone else is thinking, but I really think he's going to be very big one day and I think he keeps himself very separate from all of Hollywood he like either even said in an interview with Jay Shetty that he tries to keep himself and his relationship everything very separate live a very normal life doesn't go to red carpets if he doesn't have to or if he's not promoting something he doesn't go but the crowded room kind of like a thriller murder mystery ish type of thing where he plays the main character it's he's very good in it um I'm just now getting to like the plot twist of it all and I I highly recommend. I want like more people to talk about it with. So definitely recommend that one. It's on Apple TV. Oh, and one more is Tell Me Lies on Hulu. I think this is not like a, a newer show by any means, but it's also, you know, within the past few years. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I've been really into like, like a toxic relationship type of show where like the main characters are in a toxic relationship. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just something that really gets me about it. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was, I'm into that show. It's definitely not as good as normal people, but it's on Hulu. I've been liking that. And I've been super Bravo obsessed recently. I've been loving like a lot of limited series. Um, 
like just like one season or two seasons or whatever where I can like be fully invested for that week and just on to the next one. Um, Apple TV has been having like a lot of good ones. Like the, um, there's one called Shrinking. So good. So funny. The storyline's good. It's with, um, oh God, what's, what's his name? Jason Siegel. I love him. There's some characters in there that I just think are so funny and endearing and cute. Um, definitely watch that. And I will start putting together lists of things that I'm like watching, things I'm loving and share them with you guys if you're interested, because I'm very passionate about like shows and movies and I get very, very into the things that I'm watching and reading. But right now I'm really in a TV era and I am just like engulfed. I'm very passionate about it. And I just like, it's all I want to talk about when I'm watching something I really love. So I can continue with the suggestions if it's something that you guys are interested in. But that is all for today. I know I said this was going to be a mini episode and now I feel like it's kind of just been rambling on. I hope you have an absolutely incredible rest of your week. Befriend that ambition, please. And just, I don't know, enjoy the journey. And I, I know I say this, but, I, and I'm like kind of trying to figure it out as well, but let's just, let's just do it together and hold each other accountable. Okay. It's, I think it's going to go a lot better for us once we start to actually just trust the process and enjoy it. Have a little fun. Okay. Have a great rest of your week and write in, tell me what you want to hear more of. I would love it. And I love you and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.